Folks, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. I know it's been, uh, let's see, I didn't do a show Friday because I was out traveling for work and things like that. So I wanted to uh, catch you guys up on a couple things here. So, um, you know, I've been getting some some trolls on Twitter, which is the best. I absolutely love my trolls on Twitter. You know what? You guys keep going. It is plenty of fodder. I love it. Um, <clears throat> so people say, well, you know, Carl can't get a job after leaving the Trump administration. I build things in real life. I do in- industrial construction. And someone fired back at me and said, oh, well, all you can get is a construction job. Yes, I'm a foreman overseeing hundreds of people. So, and is construction beneath you? I'm sorry. Things getting built? I'm I'm pretty sure our president is a construction guy. So this person on Twitter decided to go ahead and go on a rant about how I could not get anything better than a a construction job and how I'm a lowly construction worker. How many of you are construction workers out there? My hat's off to you. How many of you out there are people who work with their hands and their back every single day? My hat is off to you because you are what makes America strong. You are what makes America great. And to that asshole on Twitter, you're just that. I think it's disgusting. I think what you've done is exactly the problem with why we are here because you think you are so much morally better than somebody because you don't do construction. People support their families. Pay tuitions, pay mortgages, pay car payments. Being a construction worker. So if you're so morally better than that, go to hell. That's all I got to say to you. Anyway, so uh, over the weekend, I know there was this horrible, horrible shooting at the synagogue. And and this, this hurt me to my core. This was extremely upsetting to me because I feel for these victims. I have seen too many of these too many times with too many people and it's just it's horrible it's horrible and it has to stop this is by a deranged man this is by a sick terrible terrible human being and i wish i wish that it wouldn't happen but unfortunately it can't and i'm not going to glorify this guy with the details um it was just bad it was terrible and the first thing people do, the first thing the politicians do is they come out of left field and they say, well, this is Donald Trump's fault. How is this Donald Trump's fault? Every, everything's Donald Trump's fault. If it's if it's good for the Republicans, it's good Donald Trump. If it's good for the Democrats, it's Donald Everything's Donald Trump. Sorry, bad. This is the, 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 the fault of the deep fracture of accountability and morality in our society today. That's what the, That is what the fault is. That our generation and such has been brought up with everything so good they've had everything so good and so perfect that they don't understand hardship and then they they immortalize this violence and this immorality and it's disgusting further example to this at marcia blackburn's rally she tried to hold a moment of silence for the victims okay she tried to hold a moment of silence a sacred moment for the victims of a thoughtless and and disgusting killing and what happened a protester from the stands or from the the rally yells out marsha blackburn is a white supremacist how in the world how in the world do you get there from someone who's honoring and holding a because by the way white supremacists they're not big fans of the jews so how do you hold a rally with a moment of silence for a Jewish synagogue that was just shot up and someone yells, you're a white... Sup-. This is... What the hell is this person thinking? It's disgusting. It is so immoral and so, we've stooped so low. And look, it's on both sides. It's more on the left, but it is on both sides. This goes... This goes, And this goes all the way. Burning the flag. I think burning the flag is one of those things that there should be some crime for that. I know that they say it's First Amendment and the Supreme Court has upheld it. I disagree with that. I disagree with that because I don't think anybody on the Supreme Court that made that decision served and had friends die and were wrapped in that flag. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. If I ever see somebody burning a flag, I will stop it. 
at any cost. I think the flag, I, I, I treat the flag as a citizen of the United States. And if you disrespect that flag, you're disrespecting me. You're disrespecting people who have died. You're disrespecting other service members. You're disrespecting people who love this country. And maybe that's what you want to do. Look, I get stuff on Twitter all the time that I'm part of the greatest, most racist group of people that are committing genocide on an international level called the U.S. military. I have people who call me that all the time on Twitter, on social media. And you know what? Screw you. You think that you are so morally high. This is the same thing I went back to that I opened opened with. I'm so sick and tired of these people who think that they have this moral high ground that they, they want to, st- you know what? Hey, liberals, try rooting for America for once. Just try rooting for America. Don't root against America. Root for America. Be proud to be American. Because America is the result of every single empire, country, nation, group, entity trying everything. They've tried every form of governance. They've tried every form of governance. They've tried every type of, of rule And America is the result of everyone else's experiment. We are the greatest success in democracy and freedom and governance in the history of the globe. And yet people here have it so good that they have the goal to talk down. They have the the audacity to criticize the United States of America, the place that they, you know what, leave. Just leave. All these people said if Donald Trump wins, they're going to leave. Go ahead, go. We don't want you here anyway. You're welcome to stay. And I'll encourage the debate all day long on why we are such a great country and why you're wrong. But if you're gonna if you're gonna crap on my country, I've sacrificed too much. I know too many people have sacrificed even more. We don't we're tired of this. So this is not Donald Trump's fault. If you want to blame blame someone other than the the lapse of morality in society. What about movies? What about movies and and Hollywood and and these video games that are uh, increasingly more violent and graphic? Hollywood. The Hollywood liberal elites, this is the best. They are guarded by armed guards. Okay? Armed guards everywhere, at the Golden Globes, at whatever ceremony that they do. Whatever they're doing, they they have armed guards everywhere. But yet, and then make movies with guns, glorifying violence, glorifying war. Make millions of dollars, billions of dollars. But yet, oh, you you, average Joe, you can't have a gun. We need to take it away from you because it's better for society. Really? And, and this goes further as why do we always look for a reason to blame something other than the nut job who carries out the violence? If there's a shooting... Well, we got to blame guns. If there's a bombing, well, we got to blame Trump. Why why can't we just blame the guy who did it? I realize that you want to see that, that most of the liberals who seek to control guns, it's not about guns, it's about having some grasp of control. You're you, you realize that after a mass shooting, I I get it. You feel helpless after one of these things. That's what I on, on Saturday my heart sank. Because you feel helpless when you see these horrific atrocities. But you're rushing to, ju- to do something doesn't mean it's something good. You, you rush into the conclusions of, well, we have to do something, so let's ban gun. No, that's not the answer to this. That's not the answer. You know, it, Kellyanne Conway, friend of mine, great person. I love her to death. Comedi- she said, comedians... You know, are are to blame for this. No. The nut job is to blame for this. Look, crazy people do crazy stuff, and they do stupid things. Stop it. Stop. It's time that we stop holding society accountable for individuals. I believe Reagan said something like that. Blaming people is not going to bring those people back. Blaming people is not going to fix the problem either. You know what is going to fix the problem? Having a more resilient and morally based society. I'm not a God person. Look, I'm not an organized religion person. But I think having faith 
and having a, a, a baseline of morality, which in America we find in the Judeo-Christian values. And there's something to be said about that. Something to be said about that. Hey, folks, we have to lift ourselves up out of this. Okay? Look, with, 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 I hate to say this, but with liberty comes tragedy. But to eliminate all liberty will not eliminate all tragedy. I don't know who said that, but I'm pretty sure I didn't make that up. Because it's just too elegant for something for me to come up with, quite frankly. Look, it's, it, it, we got to stop holding society accountable. So, folks, this show, and, and I, from the bottom of my heart, I want to I thank Great America PAC. Uh, this show is brought to you by them. They're the longest-serving supporting super PAC of the President of the United States. They were there long before any other PAC was around. So these folks are loyal fighters. They took major heat early on for the sake of the president. They fought it all the way to the end, and, and they're doing great things now. You can support our president at Great America App. Dot com. That is www.greatamericaapp.com. It's the premier community for the America First movement to gather and support for Trump. It is the MAGA Center. You want a MAGA get-together? This is the MAGA get-together. You go on this app, greatamericaapp.com. Download it. I downloaded it. It's fantastic. You can get all the MAGA news, MAGA, MAGA you know, updates, MAGA anything. And there's, there's no detractors. It is a place for you to say and feel how you want about Trump, and nobody can say anything about you. So it's fantastic. That's www.greatamericaapp.com. It's fantastic. Go download it. Look, the second topic I want to talk about tonight is, well, really, the Second Amendment. Because after these mass shootings, the first thing, the first thing these people do is they run into, well, guns are the problem. We need to ban guns. We talked a little bit about it earlier. So Pelosi... I mean, this is like minutes after this shooting. She released a statement, said, you know, here, here, I'll read you the press release. Washington, D.C. Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi released the following statement on the mass shootings at a synagogue in Pittsburgh where at least 12 people, including three police officers, were shot. All Americans are horrified and heartbroken by the brutal mass shooting in Pittsburgh. That is 100% correct. I agree with her on that. So we're, we're, we're together on this. To have such an unspeakable anti-Semitic hate crime visited on a place of sanctuary and prayer magnifies the pain of this awful day. First paragraph, Nancy Pelosi, you and I are lockstep. I am, I am on board with you, okay? Well said, good to go. Continuing on, as ever, we are deeply grateful for the selfless heroism of the first responders who rushed into harm's way to save lives. We pray for them, for those wounded, and the loved ones of those who have been killed on this dark morning. Now, this is where we break. First off, this is coming from a party who hates cops. Time and time again, they say that you know, we, police officers are, 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 are deeply racist people with a problem with society, and they, they target minorities. No, bullshit. Um, I, I apologize for that. Um, this is where we break. She goes, but thoughts and prayers are not enough. Congress must finally act on common-sense, bipartisan, gun violence prevention legislation. What the hell does that mean? What the hell does that mean? You know, she went on with another paragraph in this, but I'm not even going to bother reading it. But she didn't wait a few minutes. You know, never let a good tragedy go to waste, she said. That's exactly what what, what just happened. And, And it's disgusting. It's despicable. But you know what? She's seizing an opportunity to use emotion. And this is what the liberals do, folks. They take emotion. When you are emotional about something, they will deep reach deep inside your heart and say, if you don't vote with us, you hate dead people. You don't, those dead people don't mean anything to you. They want to get you at your lowest point and be the hand that's reaching out to say, hey, we're Democrats and we're going to do something with common sense, common sense, bipartisan. It sounds great, except there's nobody on the other side of the aisle that sees this at what she's saying it is. It's BS. She wants to take guns from law-abiding citizens. Hey, Nancy, I got an idea. Why don't you pass common sense murder regulation? Because it's already illegal to murder someone. It's already illegal to take that gun and go in that synagogue and shoot people. So perhaps if you made murder more illegal then people would stop killing people. By her logic, that makes complete sense. No. 
That's dumb. It's completely stupid. And I, I see this time and time again. Look, some Democrats, not Nancy Pelosi in this case, but some Democrats actually believe this, and they, they are well-meaning about it. And I applaud them for the well-meaning intentions. But there are a great number of Democrats that this is not about gun control, it's about control. And I know there's a bunch of people out there listening, and there's hundreds of people out there listening that are gun owners, maybe even thousands. And we don't commit crimes. I said that on the show the other day that, and I'd be willing to wager that NRA members are more law-abiding than Democrats. I said that the other day, and I firmly believe it. And prove me wrong. I don't have any statistics that supports it other than the fact that if you overlay the crime map of the United States of America, it's uniquely congruent to the um, Democratic voting record. But that's neither here nor there. So this is... Let's say Nancy Pelosi gets her way. Let's say she becomes speaker and she decides to pass all this gun legislation. Never mind the fact that Trump's going to veto every single one of her bills. Um, let's see. Let's say that they end up passing common sense gun legislation. Okay, so you're you you've now passed a a a deep 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 background check on everybody who wants to buy. It. Let's make it like Australia. Okay, where yes, you can own a gun, but it's extremely difficult and it's a single shot bolt action only. Okay, that's fine. Um, Unlike Australia, we have 300 million guns, 300 million guns in the United States of America. You're not getting them off the street. You get some. And there's a bunch of... Look at Connecticut after 1160 bill, after Sandy Hook, where they basically made everybody either register or get rid of your... Uh, AR-15s or magazine-fed semi-automatic rifles. So, what that the problem was is, if people have them, they could register them and keep them. If people didn't want to, they could get rid of them. And then there's a bunch of people like me who just never moved their guns back into the stuff. I would lived out of state at the time, but I just keep my guns out of state. Because I'm not about to commit to a registration of something that I believe to be unconstitutional. You know, folks, a a while ago I wrote an op-ed on the Second Amendment. And one of the things that I note here is that you look in the Second Amendment, and and the, the biggest argument is that, well... It's not about people, it's about a militia. It's about, we have the army, we have the National Guard, we have the... Look... The Supreme Court has upheld the individual's right to keep and bear arms because, and I could go on for all day about this stuff, but I want to I want to keep it brief for you. Being necessary to the a well-regulated militia, yes, comma, being well being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. Three individual liberties within the Second Amendment regarding firearms. Three individual liberties. So. Most people don't look at these commas, but the people who had Heller versus D.C. did. Thank God. You know, the next argument is that from the you see this from the liberal left and even, um, you know, moderate Democrats. They say, I, I, I know folks who hear I've actually had people send me an email about my chair creaking in the background of this. And I promise one of these days I'm going to get a new chair, but this one's just so comfortable. Um that there were no AR-15s when the Second Amendment was written. Well, yes, that's obviously true, but it's completely irrelevant. When the Bill of Rights was ratified, there was no Internet. That, and, and that is still protected by the First Amendment. The average citizen also possessed cannons. They had artillery. Okay? The point of the Second Amendment is to... And, and this is the, uh, the other thing. The other thing is, well, these are weapons of war. AR-15s are weapons of war. Yeah, I carried it, well, the equivalent of an AR-15 overseas. Okay, but that is the very point. The, the left always makes it about a militia. Well, that's the very point of the Second Amendment, is to be able to conform and, and form a well-regulated militia to combat equal or greater forces of the U.S. government. Shall it be treasonous or uh, tyrannical? So... That dog don't hunt either. 
Every weapon at some point has been used or a, has been a military-grade weapon at some point. So you have to think, in, at what point, what law can you pass to make criminals more law-abiding? You know, what are you going to do? Someone said to me the other day, like, well, we should bring back public hangings. I'm like, eee. You know, I, I, to be honest, I don't think it would change anything. It would piss a lot of people off. But you can't stop criminals from breaking the law with another law. It just doesn't happen. What you can do is you can encourage more people to be safely and well-trained and armed. Because that deters people. That deters people from wanting to commit crimes because they know there's a personal consequence. So, you know, it's, it's frustrating to me because I, I see this time and time again. And I wish that people would honestly, I don't know, I, I, I just, I wish people could move on the fact that they, that they are, that this is a gun issue. I want to play something. This is a, a, a guy that I have a great respect for. His name's Bill Whittle. And he does something, and I want to play a little bit of his, his talking points about gun, and he does this thing. And you can find him on, on YouTube. His name's Bill Whittle. But listen, listen to what he says about guns and the argument about guns. Listen to this. This is a, a, a mock State of the Union with Bill Whittle at the helm. It's fantastic. And now we must turn to the issue of gun violence in America today because the latest mass shootings in Aurora, Colorado, and Newtown, Connecticut leave us all liberal and conservative, Republican and Democrat, appalled and disgusted at the carnage. Now, this is a couple people, of years old, but still very applicable. This room tonight want to place the blame for this horror on things like 30-round magazines or semi-automatic rifles. We want to blame Boom. something, anything that we can control. But what we really want to ban is violence and murder and insanity. Yes. Yes, I'm going to pause this and jump in here because no, when, when, when these liberal loons say, oh, it, it, the NRA is pro-gun violence, nobody is pro-gun violence, you moron. Everybody wants to stop violence. Everybody wants people to live in harmony. Nobody is, nobody is pro-violence. I mean, come on, here, give me a break. Now, we don't talk about that, though, because deep in our hearts, each of us knows that violence and murder and insanity are built into the human condition and likely always will be. You know, there are two kinds of animals in this world, predators and prey. No one watches a leopard chase down a gazelle and denies that the gazelle has a right to use its hooves and horns to protect itself from the predator. But there are people in this room tonight and all across the country who would deny that same right to self-defense to other human beings. Such people seem to think that the way to stop the leopard is to cut the horns off of the gazelle, that by somehow making it easier for the predator, the predator will simply go away. My friends, this is insane. This is single-handedly the greatest analogy I have ever heard in regards to gun legislation. Folks, he hit the nail on the head for this one. It is, I mean, out of the park. And I, I really hope people internalize that. Is to What he's saying is to stop the predator, you're going to stop the prey from defending itself. Listen. When you make it easier for the predator, you get more predators. Fact. So let's start with the so-called assault weapons, more properly known as semi-automatic rifles. In 2011, the total firearm murders came to 8,583, according to the FBI. Now, during that time, the total murders committed by rifles, all rifles, not just semi-automatic rifles, were 323. That's 3% of all murders. Hammers and clubs kill half again as many people as rifles. Hands and feet murder twice as many. And knives kill five times more Americans than all rifles combined. Preventable medical errors kill about 98,000 people per year. Medical what? malpractice kills more than... That means that you're more likely to ob die by Obamacare by 98% than you are a rifle. <laughs> I mean, think about that, folks. This is something that is just so, the argument is so futile that the liberals making, but they're making it. And thank God, thank God for all you out there who didn't like Trump, but voted for him anyway for the sake of the Supreme Court. Thank you so much because he delivered and he delivered us accountability and constitutional 
a guarantee for the next 30 years. He'll probably get another Supreme Court justice as well. This is so important. And I wish I could play this whole thing, but it's, I mean, it's an eight minutes long. Go look it up. Bill Whittle, Virtual State of the Union. It was in 2013. He nails it. This is so important. It's so important, folks, that we, we understand. Look, this is, this issue has deep party lines. It has deep party lines, and it didn't used to. But guns are not the problem. Guns are not the problem. It's crazy, people. And it's built, like he said, it's built into society. I wish it wasn't, but it is. Folks, also, the uh, the Carl Higby Show is brought to you by U.S. Wellness Meats. Thank you very much to them. Trust me, folks, as a fitness guru, former Navy SEAL, I understand the need and importance for nutrition. From their farms to your table, U.S. Wellness Meats will ship your food for free. All 50 states, Canada, and even Puerto Rico, despite the recently corrupt uh, mayor of san juan all naturally sustainably raised foods from small business family farms it's 100 grass-fed and grass-finished beef lamb bison dairy wild-caught seafood obviously they say food's not grass-fed um pasteurized raised uh, pasture-raised pork and free-range pasture poultry great for special diets sugar-free gluten-free hey look all you hippies out there say oh i don't need me because i'm healthy look gluten-free keto paleo aip diets etc they're the real deal. Serving professional sports team, we're talking NFL, stuff like that. They serve the SEAL teams, world-class athletes, uh, families just like yours. You don't have to be special to eat this stuff, folks. It is really, truly good meat. I eat it all the time myself. Um, and I use the same promo code you do. So uh, you want the most nutrition food on the planet? I'm telling you, if you eat meat, you should eat meat. It's part we are carnivore people, Okay. These are the guys to order your meat from. That you order online, uswellnessmeats.com. That's uswellnessmeats.com. Limited time only. Promo code FREEDOM will save you 15% on your order. They'll ship it to you for free. That's uswellnessmeats.com. Limited time only. Promo code FREEDOM. They'll ship it to you for free. Saves you 15%. Thanks so much, folks. Um, and I'm telling you, do go check these guys out. Look, the next thing I want to cover is, you know, we're talking about, obviously, the Second Amendment, the shooting, and things like that. I want to talk about civility. Now, there's this piece in the the New York Times that I choked myself through to read. Now, Maureen Dowd is an extremely irritated progressive columnist for the New York Times. Her basic argument is that all Republicans, at their best quality, are quietly racist, but the, at their worst are overtly racist bigots. They prey on the fears of otherness and women, you know, us Republicans, we hate women, obviously, according to her. Um, the entire political operation is puppeteered by Roger Ailes, you know, the former Fox News guy. And uh, this is basically what all liberal elites think. This is this is just women could not be further from the truth. They don't even understand, you know, what's going on over there. So th- and actually, this this woman is the exact mindset of exactly why Trump won. Um, they literally can't imagine a rationale of, of why you would be a Republican if you weren't a racist or bigot. Like, you say, oh, you're a Republican? That, you must be just be pro-gun. No. This woman, Maureen Dowd, believes that if you are a Republican, you are racist. That That is, the, 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 they are, you know, totally racist. So, it's called riling up the crazies. Okay. And she says, I, I has long covered politics. Republicans have been trying to scare me. Sometimes it's been about gays and transgender people and uppity women looming, but it usually has been about people with darker skin looming. This could not be further from the truth. This is so stupid. This is this identity politics drives me absolutely insane. And Marine Dowd is just one of these head spinning liberals who wants to make people. Again, it's the emotion. And this, this, she's one of these people who divides people up into bean piles and takes the emotion from the worst parts and says that you have to listen to me because I'm morally superior to you. Okay. So, this is what she says. She actually says this in the article. They're coming, always coming to take things and change things and hurt people. No, Republicans have done more to empower people than any other party in the history of the globe. We have, I mean, like, look, we, our, our party was literally started by freeing the slaves. Okay? And you can say that, oh, well, parties switched places. No, they didn't. The Democrats figured out how to control people of minority communities by promising them things and saying they're for them but really lying to their face she says 
a Democratic president coined the expression, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. But it was Republicans who flipped the sentiment and turned it into a powerful, remorseless campaign ethos. Make voters fear fear itself. This is so stupid. This was so stupid. She goes, she goes on to say, President Trump was relieved when the FBI arrested a bomb suspect, a racist, homophobic, roid-raging, strip-club-loving, MAGA-worshipping Florida man who was living in a van that looked like the decor of Fox News propaganda. This, you know what? Trump has denounced this guy. This is, there are, sure, there are crazy people that, look, David Duke and Hillary Clinton. You know, racist KKK leaders have endorsed Hillary Clinton. Nobody says anything. Yet Trump denounces David Duke and they say he's racist. This is incredible. He worked in an industry where he employed and gave more opportunity to minority communities than almost anyone else or the norm in the city. This is, this is the problem. This media hysteria with this identity politics. And you look at what's happening. It, it, this is making you see what happened with Megyn Kelly. Look, I know Megyn Kelly. I did her show three nights a week during the campaign, and she dished it out to me like you wouldn't believe. Well, you can believe it because my name was brought up in multiple cabinet-level confirmation hearings because of interviews that I did on her show. No matter what you say today, the Democratic Party has made sure that no matter what a Republican or a conservative says at any cost, you will be brought down somebody has somebody's offended and because somebody's offended that the automatically you have to be silenced and and shut down and fired and your life ruined and it's not fair it's disgusting and the fact that companies and broadcast agencies are catering to this because of political ideology ideological lines you know what shame on you because that is fascism silencing your political opponents by any and all means necessary. That's literally fascism. Kind of like Antifa when they burn down villages and towns and universities. And the problem is, is there's no course. There's zero course for retribution. Look at Roseanne Barr had the same thing. Like she made a joke. She made a joke and however distasteful it was, even the ABC executives are like, whoa, might have reacted. Might have overreacted a little bit. There's no course for retribution. What Megyn Kelly said, there's nothing offensive about it. Some person somewhere amplified their voice so much that they were like, well, we have to fire her. Because she talked about Halloween costumes. She wasn't even talking about actual things. She said when I was growing up, blackface, whiteface, it wasn't, nobody cared. And guess what? Nobody still cares except for a half a fraction of a percent of people that just want to make noise to get Megyn Kelly off because she's a conservative. It doesn't matter what you say. If someone somewhere doesn't like it, they just pretend to be a protected class and then they be offended and then no one stands up for them. Everybody just eventually there's going to be no one left. If we played that game, there's going to be no one left. You could, in this day and age, you could run a nun and something, someone somewhere would have something to say about her. Oh, she's pro-life. She's a terrible person. She doesn't care about reproductive women's rights. It's a female nun, you idiot. I, I, this is where we're going as a society. Eventually, there will be nobody left. There won't be anyone left. It, it, it's shocking. I can't understand how we have gotten here. And, and, and honestly, there was a recent poll where 80% of people disagreed with political correctness. Well, where are you? You should be voting 80% against the Democratic Party. How, to, to the fact is, we have one party that runs on, you know, the eyes on the horizon, do as much as you want, keep the government the hell out of your business, and the other party... You know, maximum freedom, limited government. The other party is higher taxes for the middle class because that's what they campaigned on. Crappy-ass health care. You have people, all they want to do is resist and obstruct and not govern, and they want to disrupt. All they want to do is that. But yet, 
it's still a 50-50 game. How is that possible? How is that? It is incredible to me. Are people stupid or are they being sold a bill of goods? I know that Gruber, the guy, the architect of Obamacare, said that, well, I call it the stupidity of the American voter. I guess he's found the soft spot in people. And he figured it out. I mean, I guess good on you for exploiting 50% of the country. Folks, this is like, it's disgusting. It's like, and these people, like they, um, I'm not even going to glorify them. On both sides, Republican and Democrat, there's, there's groups who do it both. They collect scalps. I know some of these people personally, and they literally talk about scalping people. Okay? You want to talk about civil, and people on the left do this. They, 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 they talk about scalps, folks. You, you realize that the, the, the basis of that is in skinning people's heads and taking their hair as a demoralization after you kill them. Okay? I know people, I know people on the left in reporting that call it scalp. I know people in, on the right in reporting that call it scalping. Okay? They don't care what happens to you. They don't care if you have a family. They don't care if you have a house, a mortgage, a car payment, a, a, a tuition payment. They don't care. They take your career. They destroy you. The political campaign of destruction, and they move on. And it's got to stop. You don't like my ideas? Debate them on the merits of my ideas. Don't go after my family. Will people threaten to drown my five-year-old daughter? It tends to piss people off. And it tends to make a bigger rift than we already have. You can't even say the word fat anymore. People are so offended. Now, I, I was watching Ron White the other night. Have you guys, uh, everybody watch Ron White, the comedian? He's hilarious. And he makes, his jokes are some of the most offensive jokes in the world. And he hits everybody. He hits on himself as much as anyone else. But he's funny. We need to run a comedian. You know, the next, the next person running for president after Trump should be a comedian. Ron White for president. How many people out there would support Ron White for president? I, I think it would be funny to watch him run. Because people wouldn't know what to do. Because they've given him a pass for so long because it's, oh, it's, it's entertainment. This is what I said to people when they were like, well, Carl, you said horrible things on a radio show. Yeah. I said, well, where are you at on rap music? Where are you at on comedy? Where you at on, on some of the, the horrible movies that are being made? Well, that's entertainment. Oh, kind of like a radio talk show host? Well, Carl, it's different. Why? Because I was a presidential appointee, which, by the way, folks, I never thought I would have been a presidential appointee, ever. Ever. Especially not six years prior when I was doing a radio show trying to get ratings. So, <sighs> comedians are the only people who seem to get away with casual speech. You know, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Ron White, David, uh, Jeff Foxworthy. This is, uh, we, we, need to, we need someone to run to relax everybody. Everybody's got to relax a little bit. Look, people say stuff that offends me. Or that doesn't offend me. I don't know what offending is, but that I don't like. We'll just call it, that's the definition of offending. Something you don't like. People run, people say stuff all the time that I don't like. And guess what? I get over it. Or I leave. Or I debate them on it. The, the left's intuition is when there's speech they don't like is we got to stop their speech, which, by the way, we have a, a constitutional amendment that prevents that. The right, our inclination is if you don't like what I'm speaking about, more speech is the answer. Let's debate those topics so I can make you look like a fool. Look, folks, once again, I want to thank... Special thanks to our friends at Great America Pack for bringing you this show again. They have been an ally of the president long before the 2016 elections have never wavered. Your support means a lot. And you know what? To be honest, this president gets a lot of heat in the media. And there's not a lot of people out there that get to reach him to say thank you. So let's say, please, you know, please thank President Trump for everything he's done. You can go to www.thankstrump.us. That's www.thankstrump.us. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you folks. It's the one place where he can actually say, oh, look, these people really do appreciate it. Look, he goes to his rallies and things like that, but this is in print. This is something that he can look at whenever he's really having a bad day. So that's www.thankstrump.us. He'd love to hear from you. So um, 
I want to talk about this migrant train because this is something that Trump has run on. He's run pretty much exclusively on this migrant train, and it's, you know, these people are coming here to exploit our system. They've, they're caught on camera, America or bust. They've been offered, Mexico is offering them housing, food, jobs, asylum, whatever they want. And they're not, they're not taking it. It's like, yeah, we're America or bust. We want it. We want construction jobs in LA. There was one guy and there was like, oh, I was previously deported for being a murderer. Are you kidding me? Come on. I mean, this is not a menu. You can't just like, mm, well, I'll take, uh, mm, take a side of fries and uh, residency in California. Actually, California. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, but California will probably take you. But uh, like, I'll take Wyoming. No. <laughs> Wrong. That's the other thing about this new NAFTA. Nobody knows this. In that new NAFTA, the USMCA agreement, Trump negotiated a little thing in there that nobody really saw coming, which was he gets to go into that country with our troops to enforce our border. This is why he's winning, because he's three steps ahead of just about everyone else. Now, Congressman Adam Schiff, the top Democrat on the House Armed Services Committee, condemned the mobilization of forces. This is terrible. You know, I wish it didn't come to this, but you don't just get to roll up in here and break our laws. That's not how stuff works. You know, of course he did. Of course Adam Schiff was, or Smith was saying, you know, I have a, I have a huge problem with this. So they've been resisting this. They, they want these open borders because they realize that they're running out of Americans that they can convince of their BS. They want people to pour in here and be able to do whatever they want. It's, it's getting old. It's getting old. Look, this, you want more examples of how crazy some people on the left are? Folks, this is our country. This is happening in our country. The San Francisco Chronicle, they spent, in San Francisco, spent $310,000, okay? 310,000 taxpayer dollars to register non-citizens to vote in local elections. So this is, they can vote in the school boards and things like that. So you know how many they got? 49. I'm not a math whiz, folks, but that sounds like a lot of money per registrant. Now, how dumb, how stupid are the people who signed up with, oh, $310,000 to register illegal immigrants? That sounds like a great idea. Sign me up for that. Let's, you know what? Let's spend more money on it. Only three hundred, man. We should at least spend three hundred and ten thousand. Oh, you only got forty nine illegal immigrants. Nope, nobody's getting fired over this because we're government employees. That's exactly how that conversation. Went. If if someone came back and spent three hundred and ten thousand dollars to get forty nine new clients that don't bring in any revenue, I'd be like, you're fired in a heartbeat. Imagine on being on a political campaign. Or imagine being, let's say, working for a private sector. Let's say you work for a, I don't know, a blog, a website, whatever. And you spent $300,000 on advertising and you got 49 people to sign up. You'd be, you'd fire your PR team. You'd, <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's not, it's, it's not effective. It's so stupid. They said in the article, this year, city officials began voicing concerns that signing up could expose people here illegally to detect detection by immigration and customs enforcement since voter rolls including home addresses could be subpoenaed by the feds oh so you're admitting that this was a bad idea and yet you still went forward with it this is this is the liberal ideology i just don't understand it you can't have it both ways liberals it's federally illegal i don't care about your sanctuary laws federal law supersedes this it's this is a, a matter for the federal government it really is we have the immigration globally is becoming a serious serious problem okay it's because i said serious and my my iphone is sitting right here on the desk siri pops up what can i help you with that she just put something in my calendar i don't know what it is i'll deal with it tomorrow but globally people are rejecting this notion of open borders. I mean, look, Angela Merkel, she is on the chopping block, okay? She's going to quit as the head of the, her Democratic Party. She won't run for another term as chancellor. She's taking personal responsibility for the decline in support for the governing coalition because her immigration policies failed. Globalism 
does not work. You brought in significant number of unvetted migrants claiming political asylum, and you destroyed communities because those people were not migrant seekers of, of they were not refugees. They were invaders. They were people coming here. They were military age males in large part. Look, there were some people that really needed help in that group. But in large part, they were military age males bringing a culture and a custom across Europe. We're seeing it everywhere. And everybody who's let it in has, has regretted it now. Poland, Switzerland, they're all regret. I have a friend who lives in Switzerland. And you know what? They're regretting it because they tried it and they were like, yeah, come on in. It'll be great. We'll give you free stuff and we'll help you move into this. Now those communities are in tatters. Rapes are up significantly because they're bringing a culture and ideology that does not conform to local laws because they don't believe in local laws. And it's made people furious. It's made people furious. And there was an article, another article in the National Review. I like to read the National Review because it's got a little bit of both sides, but people have the strongest feelings about things they know the least about. So the issue here is these people feel so strongly about helping people and they're it's good intentioned. I get it. It is massively good intentioned. But you have, you don't know anything about this. You've been sold a bill of goods that we need to help these people. It's the right thing to do. And sometimes it is, but many times it's not. And they've been passionate about it and they, it, it overran their country. And it's, if we don't stop it, if we just let people pour into this country, they have murderers and there was ISIS fighters arrested in this caravan. You know, it, it, time and time again. And this happened, we see it here in America. We see it here in America time and time again where the, the people that know nothing, like let's take Beto supporters, Beto O'Rourke, the fake Hispanic Robert O'Rourke running against Ted Cruz, who, by the way, is going to get slammed in this election because he's not running in Texas. He's running on a national platform to set himself up. So you have them and they support him avidly. They're so passionate. And everybody who who opposes him is is just terrible, and they 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 hate. You know, I've literally seen video clips of people being like, "Well, you're you're anti um, Latino if you're anti Beto." No, he's not Latino. Ted Cruz is actually Latino. So you have this this passion, this like fire and fury passion behind liberal policies, and when you ask them, like, "Hey, where has socialism ever worked?" Oh. That's the answer you usually get. Where you tell they'll say they'll say something this is my favorite. Well, you know, Belgium, Poland, Switzerland, they have they have socialist stuff. Like when you're talking about healthcare, they have socialist medicine. And it works great for them. Oh, really? Does it? You know what they don't have? They don't have our military. So when they get in trouble, when they are threatened on a global stage, guess who swoops in and saves them? The United States of America, because we have a $700 billion military, because we don't spend money making sure every single person, including men, have maternity care. That is the difference. And these people protest this stuff. Take abortion, one of the most charged issues out there outside, you know, I'd say even more so than firearms and the Second Amendment. If you are anti-abortion, Okay, if you don't want to kill a baby that is viable outside the womb, that you are against women's health. That is that is the talking point. Now, if you are a pro-lifer, you see it as murder. Okay? But then you're shouted down. And then the the protests break up. How many pro-life marches have you seen? where people burn things down, where people break things, where people walk around with pussy hats on. I mean, ridiculous stuff. This is stuff that, like, you know, drunk college kids do, and you have full-grown adults doing it. I actually know someone who went to one of these protests. Maybe made me want to puke. When the left protests and they burn things down, it's, it's considered, well, they're exercising their First Amendment. We have to let them do it. But when the right does it, they're Nazis. They're unhinged, and they're crazy. But we don't burn anything down. You look at the Tea Party, they could always compare, well, the Tea Party movement. 
Guess what? When the Tea Party movement, they held a series of rallies on the mall over a couple years. When they left every single time, that mall was cleaner than when they got there. You look at these left rallies. They trash the place. Crap everywhere. Trash not in trash cans. This is the difference, folks. The left is unhinged. And the right... By the way, the left has, has positioned themselves as morally superior than Republicans for years now. And and they've actually won the argument in many people's eyes. But the fact is they're not. It is the other way around. The right is morally superior to the left. We are better people, I think, than liberals. And say all you want, I genuinely believe that. Because just judging by how our fringe groups react. You know, they, they the, the liberals will say, well, denounce the acts of violence in the immediate, and this is in the immediate aftermath of any casualty or any tragedy. We denounce this violence, but yet they encourage it on the campaign trail. Maxine Waters, Eric Holder, Hillary Clinton, Madonna, Johnny Depp, they all encourage violence when they're campaigning, when they're out there ranting and raving. Republicans don't, yes, Trump said he punched that protester in the face. So what? I don't care. Rage is super powerful. And I'll be honest, like I, I'm someone intimately familiar with rage. It kept me alive at war. The U.S. military, through psychological training, which they, they do to our troops, trained us to have anger and rage at our opponent in order to do horrible things to them. Okay? You can't, uh, the human mind can't cope with some of the horrible scenes from war. We've seen it in, in countless videos and countless research studies So the U.S. military teaches you how to control that rage and direct it at whoever your current opponent is on the battlefield. It is extremely powerful, and the left has weaponized it here domestically, and it is terrible. Nothing good comes from rage. We have to control it. We have to control it, folks. I'm 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 worried for the sake of our country. I really am. So we have to start controlling this this rage. Don't be... And, and you know what? Don't be... Uh, don't allow people to control you, control you using your emotions. Think for yourself. Do your homework. Understand what you're talking about. Okay? Never let anybody... Don't, don't just blindly believe anyone. Don't blindly believe me. Research everything I say. I don't want blind followers. I want people who think for themselves. Folks, this is the Carl Higby Show. Make sure that you go on to Twitter, at Carl Higby. You can follow me there, and very soon we are going to be up live again at 8 p.m. every night. Uh, right now, you can download the podcast at, at Carl Higby or www.carlhigby.com. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.